Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed Him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now. Here's Pastor Raphael. Hello. Thanks once more for stopping by and for downloading our program podcast entitled, Where Are We Going? I'm Raphael Martinez, a minister in the Church of God Cleveland Movement, and I'm really so glad that you took the time to listen in and surf in. This podcast is one of the services of Spirit Watch Ministries, and that's an outreach of discernment in our deceptive world that has been ongoing since 1993. You can learn more about us at our website, spiritwatch.org, and keep up to date using our Facebook and YouTube links there on the page as well. And while you're at it, uh, invite all your friends, as we say, and include your enemies, your neighbors, uh, your third cousins, your kindergarten kids, teachers, and everyone all points in between. Invite them to listen in too. Spread the word around, because we're always seeking new audience, and we'd appreciate your help today with that. Our podcast is devoted to providing biblical perspectives on the ongoing plunge of the world into the darkness of spiritual deception as foretold by Bible prophecy and the history of fallen humanity. Now, we've spent time this past season sharing great teaching tapes as well as biblical studies and reviews of current events focusing on cultism and spiritual deception. And as we said, we've always wanted to ensure that we have some guests on the podcast as well, and, 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 we, and we believe that she has something to say to us about this daunting topic. And our first uh, podcast guest we've ever had, and the one coming on today, via a recorded phone call we had last week with them, is a survivor of the Remnant Fellowship cult we've been contending with for the past two decades. Her name is Mina Munoz. Now, I met Mina shortly after her exit from the cultic movement in 2010, and we've been good friends ever since. I appreciate her transparency, her passion, and her, and her willingness to share freely with me about her perspective on life behind what's known as the Zion Curtain, namely the social circles of remnant. This is a world of intrigue that's not readily seen. Some of her testimony will be featured in the upcoming remaining two episodes of the Way Down documentary that will be released for streaming on April 28th on the HBO Max service. In the next couple of months, we will be sharing a published testimony of hers on the Spirit Watch site, which has been a long project in process, simply because for her, it's been quite a difficult thing to speak about. The trauma and trial that a cult member experiences is like no other. And Mina's willingness to bear witness to what she's seen is an act of courage and truly for her, a labor of love for the truth and her former remnant family. She has a message she's wanting to share with them at the close of our interview, so I hope and believe that a fair number of them will be listening in. Welcome to all of you. Please listen carefully to the voice of one of your sisters. Um, Mindy, thank you so much for joining us today here on the, on the podcast. Uh, I really do appreciate your taking the time. I know you've just got off work and you're pretty poof, but I, I really do appreciate you sharing your time with us. That's, that's, uh, that's indicative of a lot of, uh, a lot of regard. And I appreciate your calling in today to do that. So, uh, uh, thanks so much. 
Um, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I now go by my given name, which is Mina Munoz, aka okay. Mindy. All right, Mina Munoz. Is that is that how you want to be identified, so to Well, yeah. it was my given name, and I just went back to using what you know I was given. Oh, okay, I was unaware of that. I I, I yeah. learned something about you just right now. So Mina is your given name. Yes. Okay, I I stand corrected, Mina. I will start calling you that from here on out. Thank you so much. And a lot of people, a lot of people from the remnants from the past know me as Mindy, so that's why I just wanted to make that clear. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. I'll change my stuff on my phone. <laughs> Thank you so much again. I'll, I'll make sure everybody know that. So, so Mina, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, like for the benefit of those in, who are not in Remnant and don't, and not aware of who you are. And, um, just tell me a little bit about, uh, where you've come from and your life's journey, uh, before you got to Remnant. Before I got to Remnant? Mm-hmm. Well, basically, um, I'm a Latina from Los Angeles, California, and um, I come from Mexican parents, and I moved to Colorado in 92, and have five beautiful children, seven grandchildren, and it's been a beautiful journey. I mean, it's been a, a very teachable experience. Right. I can yeah, see that. Very, very moldable type of thing. I mean, certainly, it certainly has changed your life. I'm sure considerably. So, um, how did you get involved with the Way Down Workshop? How, uh, were you out and still in in uh, uh, LA when you when that took place? No, it, when I it was in the '90s when um, early '90s when I I met neighbors and I used to go to a, a Christian church and they had Way Down classes and started taking those and everything was good and Gwen was amazing she taught about you know how to go to God for healing and how to go to God to let go of greed and you know and uh, how to lose weight God's way and everything was beautiful and everything was good until um, she spawned out her her own church which is called which is now called the remnant and I think everything just went, I think she just, she lost it. I think she got greedy and controlling and possessive and whatever Mm. else. And I don't think she went to God as much anymore. And it was all, I think she became, you know, her own God. And she started controlling everybody. And she had a... I mean, she had a way of breaking people down and making them feel guilty and right. making them feel that they weren't going to go to heaven and they didn't do it this way or that way. And, you know, she called, you know, her church and way down, you know, the the kingdom, her kingdom. Mm-hmm. And everything was about the kingdom and every, everybody had to look to her. So it was... But that, it was, that really wasn't the way it was to start with, right? I mean, no, you, that no, to me I, like you, you became a pretty dedicated person. So so how did that come about? So I ran the Spanish. And Gwen was the most amazing, beautiful human. And everybody wanted to be like her. Everybody wanted to eat like her and dress like her. And I think that's the highest form of flattery, you know? She yeah. hated that. She hated people to copy her. And... But, you know, just, she was such a beautiful person. And then when I moved there and when I started working that way down, everything changed. I mean, I walked into way down with so much love for God and 
just ready to, I thought everybody was pure. I thought everybody was holy and it was nothing but that. It was all about money and control and correcting people and breaking them down and paying yeah. the lease. And, yeah. You know, she had promised me to pay me what I made in Colorado, which at that time was 20 bucks an hour. And she started me at eight. She told me that never to expect um, a raise and I needed to humble myself. Geesh. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. Yeah, I believe you. I mean, yeah. it's, but, but, the, but it wasn't like that. But while you were still in the Way Down Workshop in Colorado, while you were still there, it wasn't like that. It seemed like no, when we, we talked, it, it, it was really, really big for you. It was really wonderful. I mean, there were red flags, but because we felt, I felt that I was still learning. I thought it was something I didn't understand and I should just wait. Oh, okay. But there were red, there were red flags. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Sorry, is the dog too loud? I can hear him. You sound like it's sound like it's like getting a second wind now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, so yeah. what were the red flags you saw while you're out there? I mean, from, from the way the way you made it sound like it, that you know the remnant chapter out there was really tight. Everybody really was into it, and everybody had a had a good spirit about them. And then and then what would you saw that was a red flag? Well. My kids and the family used to get together and they would, um, we would do barbecues and everything to come up with the money to go every year, you know, for, you know, the feast of trumpets or the, you know, the day of atonement. And once a year we would all gather, you know? Uh-huh. So we used to, we used to raise so much money to have money for our airfare, to have money for our hotels, you know, to go, to go everywhere we needed to. Yeah. And one of those summers, she found out that we were like cleaning houses and buildings and doing everything and you know pie sales and she corrected wow. all of us and said that that money should be going to pie. So it exasperated us and we had everything we made we had to send it to them because to her it was considered a tithe because it was the money was created for the remnant. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. So the shit. You okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That's the, the the translation from that is quite literal, so I I, I understand. Yeah, so yeah, I feel she, that I have the right to say that because that's exactly what it was. Well, that's that was where it was. That's where you were, and that's yeah. that's exactly what it, yeah. what unfortunately became. You know, so yeah. But you had people good, you had good people though, good people in remnant oh. that were trying so I mean, hard to I, do the right thing. But they weren't trying. They basically. They were doing it. They were there to find God. They were there to change, to to have guidance, to have, you know, we never had proper guidance or parents, and not all of us. I'm not saying that for everybody in this world, but not everybody came with the handbook. Not everybody knew God. Not everybody knew about God or how God was or how God is. And I think that the people were there because they wanted change. They wanted to be better humans, they wanted to be better parents, they wanted to lose weight, they didn't want to have strongholds, they didn't want to have, they wanted to be at a vibration where their children would be better and they would do better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When did, yeah. when did your family make that transition? I mean, when they, when you moved, I mean, how, how did it affect your family? Well, I lost my family. I mean, once you got in yeah. there, if they weren't a part of the remnant, then you didn't, you weren't allowed to go to funerals. You weren't allowed to listen to music, secular music. You weren't allowed to listen to other Christian music. You weren't allowed to go to funerals. You weren't allowed to go to weddings. 
But you could tell everybody you love them and send them little, you know, send them love, but that's it. That's no. not love. Love is family. Yeah. So, no. How about I mean, yeah. how, how did the transition? How did your, your your children handle it? I mean, they moved from I mean, from Colorado to Tennessee. That's a pretty big culture shock. Uh, my kids were exasperated. They're still going through a lot of trauma. I actually have one daughter who is not doing well at all right now. She's thirty five years old and she's not doing well at all. Mm. And she's still living in the past with trauma. She's not healed, and it's very sad because. Yeah. You know, some children can't even eat and still in front of other people. Some people still control what they eat or how they eat or they feel guilty because they eat. Yeah. And, you know, I forgive myself because I didn't know. Right. So I am forgiven. You know, my God is a God of love. And when I knew, I ran. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, once you got there, and, and once you—I mean—and what was it like to live? You know, I mean, everyone was, everyone was was told, you know, you know, you know, run the fellowship. You know, it's it's the new Jerusalem. It's it's the gate to heaven, basically. So, what was it like to finally live there once you got there? You know, how how, how was, different was it? Well, the things that were said were so different on how you felt. Okay. You were always walking on pins and needles. You were always, every day you would think that you would go to hell. You couldn't go on vacations. You couldn't sell things because everything, you would get corrected because you had to be close. And it was so confusing because she always went on vacations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> she, you know, she always did her, you know, she picked her friends. She was very selective. Um, she was very insulting. She was mean. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, she was just a very do as I say, not as I do person. Yeah, right. And she didn't give a shit what people think. I mean, it's just that's what she was. Yeah, she was obeying God. So you know? for all, all their talk about being a true and holy remnant, uh, they were they he, weren't supposed to be like the so-called counterfeit churches and Christians. Uh, they didn't seem to really measure up to what they claimed to be. Then no, that's actually where I started drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when I was thirty. Yeah, I was thirty years old, and it was okay to drink because I had never drank because I came from an alcoholic background, you know, drugs and alcohol. So I, because I thought I was free, and because I thought it was okay, and because they had real wine for the children and for the adults, yeah, um, it was okay because you just had to learn everything in moderation. And of course, I did everything in moderation. Right. You know, you know. And then I left and then I just like, Oh, let's become alcohol let's become an alcoholic. (laughs) So I have to admit that I did do a couple years of of a lot of alcohol. Yeah. And I just said, you know what? It's I'm killing myself and I need to wake up and I need to heal and Mm. that's what happened. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, if there, if, hey, if, 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 the, if the, everybody could, was free enough to be able to drink and because they were pure, uh, what, what was the, what requirements that are put on, on you to be pure? You know, I understand you really had a struggle with that. Well, you had, I had to work a lot. I was hardly with my children. Um, I only got paid for the regular hours. I never got paid for 
working evenings. I never got paid for working Sundays or Saturdays. I never got paid for working evenings on Wednesdays because it was all donation to the church. She was, she, she was a pill. So I was never with my kids, but then my kids were always getting corrected. So how the hell was I supposed to take care of them when I'm taking care of making money for the renter? Because I was the number one top seller there. Yeah. And they always wanted me there. Yeah. You know? So you were quite a salesman for them among, among. The- I was the number one, number yeah. one salesperson. Me yeah. and, um, Jessica Walters. Mm, okay. And Amy Stites, yeah. What was it like to work Love- with Gwen Shamblin as part of that way down culture in the office? What was it like? Um, very stressful. You were always being watched. You were always being accused. You were always being judged. You were always being corrected. Hmm. Yeah. And if you didn't have your numbers up, and you would always get, you know, it was a shit show, Rafael. So, so it, was, it was really about a business, okay? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely a business, yeah. Yeah. So for all she mm-hmm. talked about, spirituality and being in true and honest relationships, ultimately the project, I mean, I mean the product line was what the, the, the message was, right? Yeah, but, you know, everything, you know, she would include God in her business because that's the way she made her money, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God was, you know, yeah. But, you know, like I said at first, yeah, but once I got there, it was just like, really? So I, was, I think I was there like two and a half years and it was just, it was an experience, Raphael. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. certainly what it sounded like in our conversations. So, uh, yeah. I, I walked in, I walked in with so much love and I walked out deflated. Yeah. You know? What was some of the outlandish things you saw that really kind of opened your eyes to things there? What, what, what led you to view Gwen as a, from a different perspective? She was very promiscuous around men. She loved drinking. She was usually drunk by, you know, she always had her cocktail at meetings at noon. Um, she started dressing really, you know, she just loved the men around her. I mean, that's all I have to say. I, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Understand she loved that. the attention of men. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. So what events kind of led you to start rethinking your involvement? Well, um, what was your, what was the straw on, on your back? The lies, all of the lies, all of the, they said they were the most humble church and they, and they were very merciful and everything they said was the opposite of what they were. Yeah. So because I was a person who asked questions and I was a person to say, hey, this is, I came here to serve God, not to serve man. So you're saying one thing and doing another. So when I, when I didn't defend the church, they would get pissed. So how mm-hmm. can I defend the church when this person's right? Yeah. You know, I see this shit going on and of course they would get mad at me all the time. I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. You know? How, how yeah. close did you actually get to get to her? If I understand you, you got you got you got you know pretty intimate with her at times, and in terms of just being confident or something. I mean, we 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 broke bread together. You know, I was in her house a lot. We she was very close. She was just we became family. It's what it was, you know. Yeah. And but she was very jealous of me. She was very envious. And she she didn't care who found out. She one day she cried in front of everybody. I said, I can't believe how beautiful she is. You know, she can go start her own church. And ever since that jealousy came in, she she hated the attention I got. She hated the sales that I got. Like if I did an interview, she would correct me in, in front of the whole congregation on how dare I not focus on her. How dare I make it about me? 
Yeah. 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 She was a bitch. Yeah. Well, attention. I mean, it sounds to me like you know, like I said. I mean, from what I know, we've we've known each other a while, Mindy. You, you, you're just a sort. Of, you are a very nurturing, you know, loving, classical Latina. I mean, you're someone that, yes. that cares about people. That's that's yes. what we do, you know. But I learned uh, my life taught me love. My love. My life taught me compassion. My life taught me how to. Love a person where they're at and yeah. not judge them, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people remnants saw that and started coming to you for oh, the questions, right? Yes. And they would call me and they would come and cry with me and all that good stuff. And, and they didn't like that either, you know, because yeah. I had to turn that in. I had to turn in that counsel. Yeah. Like, wow. And I'm like, fuck, like, fuck that, you know? And, um, what else? Um, she would she would hate it when I would point people to God because she said you need to point the people to me. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. You know. She and, said that, you know, huh? Oh, she did. Wow. You know. She, you know. Jeez. So it was it was you know my kids you know I forgive myself but I you know I'm so glad she's not on this earth no more fucking with other children because she messed my kids up. Yeah. And I had a lot to do with that, but I was just thinking I was obeying God. I really, really thought I was obeying right. God. If right. I would have known any different, I would have shot, I would have done anything I could to get out of there from that right. fucking hellhole. Yeah. Right. Well, you didn't know better. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like I, no. I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have been involved in situations such as you and, and yeah. they, they rake themselves over the coals. And I, and I, and I often tell them, as I told you, you know, hey, no, you, we didn't know. you didn't know. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you didn't know that people you trusted were going to lie yeah. to you. You didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah, terrible. Because, you know, you, you, you know, you come from so much trauma and you feel somebody's love. And then I go, finally, I could exhale. You know, there's somebody. That could love me and help me and guide me with my family and with my husband and with my, you know, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that wasn't the case. It was always correcting, correcting. There was there was no building up. There was always just putting down. You yeah. know, I, I was so exasperated as I exasperated my own children. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so what was the most, was, I understand you saw a lot that was making you rethink your involvement, but what, was there a, a crisis moment or did you just walk away or, or was there something that happened that really made you say, hey, I gotta get out of here? What so, was it like? Um, what was the day I left, the, well, the day I decided not to be there anymore is that, so all of the leaders would always, like, if it was church time, everybody would have a special fridge in the back. And they would have their drinks and they would have their cocktails during church. So that was normal for me because it was yeah. okay. So when, yeah. when I came to Colorado, um, I, we were doing a Wednesday evening and I served myself a glass of wine. And I went downstairs and I sat in the back, you know, and I got called from leadership to how dare I. And I'm like, what do you mean? How dare I? This is normal. That how dare you give that example that I shouldn't be drinking. And they didn't even like, bother like I'm like excuse me so that was the first like okay and then the next time it was um um I was supposed to counsel um I, I can't remember her name right now That's okay. and everything she yeah everything she told me was true so and everything she told me had happened to her so when I called Ted on Jay and told them I can't defend the remnant when she's not lying. Everything she's saying is true and the shit's happened to you and it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment they were so pissed because I did not defend the kingdom of God. 
I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm done. He said, that's not the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of when. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the point you decided to look another way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so how much longer was it before you finally just physically up and left there? No, that's the day I left. Oh, you did leave? Yeah, that's From the that day I said I'm done. Okay. Yeah, so I called Terry and I said, you know what, for now, I don't want phone calls. I said, for now, can you just please, I love everybody, but I just need a minute and tell everybody that I'll call them because everybody looked to me. So then the next day, I'm off of everything and then I told Terry and Terry calls me. And I said, why did they block me? And she said, well, you did say you didn't want nothing to do with nobody. That's not what I said. Right. So they blocked me from everybody. Okay, so that's what you meant when you were off of everything. What does that mean? Any social media accounts? No. So basically, I had the the admin. I had Citrix. I could, I could, I could, from Colorado, I can send people. I can sell from Colorado, like working from home. Right. So I had admin, I was connected to all of their, uh, all of the members. So they blocked me immediately and Terry, my cousin Teresa Reyes lied. So they made her lie so that I, so the people wouldn't, because they looked to me so much, they were afraid that people were going to listen to me and run. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so they, they blocked me from everybody. I mean, they, they, they did. Mm. What was that like? Yeah. I, I bet that didn't feel good. I yeah. lost my family. Yeah. It was my family. They were all your family. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, they, I loved every one of them with all of my heart. Yeah. And that's what they did. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that happened. So, well, how, well, how, but how? You know what? At the end, when it's only you and God, you figure out that that's all you need. And... He was my comforter, and I went to God, and I went to Jesus Christ, and I asked the angels to help me to come out of it. And then I learned, and then I grew, and then I grew, and it's been a, it's been years now, but you know, it's beautiful. Right. Oh, well, I'm so sorry that you got chewed up that way, but I am glad that you helped. And that you well that you saw the light, and that you you helped people see the light, and we're looking forward to hearing more what you have to say in the HBO Max documentaries coming out. I mean, that's is there anything that you may have brought up there that you maybe you'd like to add on to or discuss further here before you take a personal message from? Because like I said I, there's a lot I always want that I always want to go back and say I wish I could have gotten there, but I know I know I could have kicked myself, but you know what? Right now. Hearing what everything's going on with the members and the children and, mm. you know, all, all of the parents whose children ha- are on drugs, who have committed suicide, yeah. who have been shunned. What I have to say is this. I'm 50, going to be 52 years old. I have, I've lived many, many days of sorrow, sadness, pain. And what I want to tell them, all the people who have left, all the people who are left who are basically left behind is this, that we were created to love and we were created to learn. And everything that has happened is not in vain. The years that they were there are not wasted because it taught us how to read the Bible. It taught us how to dissect the Bible. It taught us, if anything, how to find God, 
how to get on our knees when everything was so confusing. So I just tell the people that were shunned that they're here now and they're, they need to thank God for all of the learning experiences. And now that they have learned and now that they know what mind control is about, they need to forgive themselves because they don't know. They didn't know any better. And they need to forgive themselves for being so hard on their children. They need to forgive themselves for starving themselves. They need to forgive themselves for trying to become a stepford wife. They need to forgive themselves for trying to fix the outsides as opposed to the inside. Um, and thank God for the experience and the learning. It was like they went to this amazing college. And now that they learned what not to do, now they need to come out of that and know that they're not a victim so that, that they can move forward in life and help others. Because if they stay in the victim mentality, they will never be able to be free. Gwen will win. Gwen Shamlin will win if they stay stuck in their victim mentality. Right. So they need to forget, they need to seriously get, if church is where they need to go or community is where they need to go, somewhere, you know, don't forget about church. Don't forget about being spiritual. Don't forget about God. Jesus Christ nor the divine did that to them. They were just, you know, puppets that were mind controlled. So now that they know, they need to be the warriors that they were called to be to mm -hmm. go out and pull those children and those people and those mothers that are being beaten and the husbands that are being beaten and yeah. pull them out of the fire just like they are done, they're out. Yeah. And now that that church is being like totally dis dismembered, so basically, and I'm saying that in every word that dismembered means, um, it's time, like it's time for them to speak. It's time for them to have peace and know that everything was about living the experience and now they can be free. They don't have to live in survival mode no more. They don't have to starve themselves. They don't have to count. They don't have to count their bites. They could be free because God mm -hmm. is a God of love and a God of forgiveness. Right. right. Right, and it's it's time for them to learn. It's time to to relearn. No, they've uh, no, they've already learned. Right now, what they need to do is basically have that quiet time with God. And yes, they need to reprogram their mind, but they need to reprogram right. their mind with directly with the divine, not with what a man is telling them. It's right. they need to go to God in prayer and just say, I love you, God. And, yeah. and they don't, they, they don't even have to feel guilty for, because they were believing that, that they were, you know, they were doing what was right. Right. And, 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 and that's what I'm meaning. I, I, I'm not saying, like, I totally agree with you that nothing's wasted, that there's a lot that, that was good. That was that they've received, yes. but but there are also yes. some pretty awful things that they. Everybody was conditioned with, and you mentioned one of them, mind control. Uh, that's oh, what, yeah. what, what we've been spending the past three weeks on our podcast. I don't know if you had a chance to yeah. listen to it or not, but we've talked a lot about how that messes people up, and in, in that mind control process, people get taught differently things that that be, that emotionally and and psychologically hook them and spiritually affect them so those things are are really things they need to kind of really work on and i don't know i don't know if you've ever read the i don't know if you've ever read the book um by napoleon hill it's called outwitting the devil so in that book um i don't know if you ever come across it it talks about how 
um, Satan or whoever you want to call it, the darkness, demons, however people call them. It's about how he or whatever Satan is gets in your mind. And that's who she was. If, yeah. if Satan can get into your mind and control you, yeah. um, you can be depressed. You can be, I mean, and that's what she wanted. And that is the heart of evil. Right. And that book explains it so well. Right. You know, and, and that's what happens to our children. You know, ever they start grooming them since they start going to school, how to control them, how to make them robots, how to make them modern day slaves. Cause that's what she had. That's what she wanted. She had yeah. a modern day plantation. She had, she was a modern day yeah. slave owner. That's it. It's the truth. I, I, I can't hear you more. Amen, if sister. You, if you want to lay it out, how to, if you want to lay it out, she had a plantation and she was modern day slavery. That's who the bitch right. was. Yeah. You know, uh, I can't agree with you more on that one because that's exactly what it became. And, and, and sadly, you know, the, the the way I see the church going right now is, uh, you know, she, they're demanding everybody to stay down below in the engine room, shoveling all the coal into the boilers as fast as they can, and nobody's at top steering. No, no, there's there's no direction. They're just everybody going. Everybody's going to church and, and listening to a recording of Gwen. Over and over again. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sorry about it. And I told you that when I left, what's going to happen, guys, when she dies? You guys mm-hmm. are going to be so shell shocked. Mm-hmm. And I do want to apologize because I don't know if this is a Christian podcast to all the people because I am cursing, but I, I have to be me. I can't be nobody else. I'm not asking you this. That's, that's all I want. That's all it's expected. You know, it's, it's your story. It's where you are. Yes, it's a, it's a, yes, I'm a minister and yes, I'm, this is a Christian podcast in the sense that, you know, we, we use scripture and we, and we, and that's I'm, a, I'm so sorry, Christian, bro. But, but don't worry. No, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm totally, I can bleep it out if I have to, but uh, I, I you know, just leave it alone. And, and, and one thing that I can tell the brothers and sisters is like, look, when you go to church, you're this person. But when you go home and you step on the leg, well, don't tell me you don't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's real now and then, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. But, uh, or they have to be. So, um, yeah. so is so is that the message you want to share with people thinking about about leaving Remnant? Uh, what would you say I to people? That, I was going to ask, ahead. what would you say to people who are thinking about joining Remnant if? By chance, somebody comes on who's thinking about getting in the work, the way down workshop or remnant. What would you say to them? I think it's dumb. I think that for I think that we should not only focus on the remnant. I think that before they enter anything, whether it be Weight Watchers, whether it be your church, whether it be, they need to see. They need to do the background check. They need to. They need to be so okay because church is about community, right? Mm-hmm. So they need mm-hmm. to know that they're going to go there because they want to change, because they want to serve God. And a lot of people go into places and they want, okay, fix me. Okay, change me. Right. Okay, tell me what to do. Right. The people don't want to look inward. The people don't want to take the time or the energy to look in the mirror. They want somebody else to do it for them. And right. until the people, until the people look in the mirror and say, nobody's going to come and save me. Nobody's going to come and rescue me. I have to do this. This is between God and me. And people are complacent and they're lazy. And that's why they get pushed in. And that's mm-hmm. why they get sucked into the bullshit. Right. Because it's easier to to be told what to do than to own up to your own whatever and fix it. Mm-hmm. 
pe- people like to be told what to do, don't they? It's true. And, 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 and it's pe- easy. Mm-hmm. It's so because yeah, you don't think, and that's exactly, exactly that's exactly what cult mind control wants. It wants okay. people who don't think. They don't question what they're told. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to to tell them in a way that they can understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Without telling them mind control. Right. That's what it is. If you, if you learn to control your own mind, you will not be manipulated. Not right. by your husband, not by your wife, not by your work. Exactly. You are in charge and in control of your thoughts. You are in control of your mind. You are in control of your actions and you create your own reality. Exactly. And that's how it is. Right. That's a, that's such a, that's a good way to end that right there. Cause it's really the truth. You know, people really have to take responsibility for what they're doing and, and, and yeah. learn, learn to, learn to do the research. Learn, learn yeah. to think for themselves. Totally understandable. Like, like if I'm gonna, you know, send my kids to, to a summer school, I want the background, you know? You know, how, you know, how many pedophiles live around that school? How many people have, yeah. you know, gotten fired because of this? Or what are they teaching my kids, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. great, man. I, I, I'm, I hope this recording came out. <laughs> I'd be so mad if it didn't. But, but that's that's perfect, man. That is, uh, you 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 stepped up to the plate. You hit a home run there, uh, Mia. That's fantastic. Oh, it's time. It's great. I'm, I'm a little. I know, but I, I already know that I'm a natural speaker. It's just time to speak. Oh, I know you are. You're a preacher, is what you are. Before the speaker, yeah, I, you're a preacher. You've got a calling on you. You know that. So, uh, I, and I, re- I appreciate you sharing. That's that's an incredibly insightful bit of a sharing you want. That that that's I think is really going to help a lot of people. So, um, so uh, listen. I know I've, I've I've taken quite a bit of your time, but is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, like I said, in response to anything you might. Have, a thought that you may, you know, something you may have wanted to, to, to refer back to from your interviews. Uh, uh, I do, and I want to quote the Bible on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ summed up the law with his last commandment, which is the first commandment, which is love. And yes. true agape love will heal the hearts. Yep. True agape love will heal the children. True agape love will heal addiction. True God, agape love will heal the hearts of people who have been mind controlled. If they learn to love themselves the way God loves them, they will heal. And that's the way they have to love their husbands and their children and the people that are going through trauma and addiction, anything, divorce. If you just, how would, you know, how would Jesus Christ handle this? What would he say? How would he answer to this person that is getting all fucked up on drugs right now? Would he say, you know, you know, you're no good, you're never going to change, or will you love that person where they're at in that Absolutely. time? He would say, so come to me, just, all you are heavy laden, and I will give yeah. you rest. That's what and he that would is say. Just, yeah, and that is just ego. If you're there judging yeah. somebody and putting them down, then you don't have love. That's bullshit. I agree. That's not love. That's, that's you know? amen, amen, sister. I, I can't agree with you yeah. more. Uh, I really do. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and, if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. 
please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.